are now listening to the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. We invite you to take a deep breath, open your mind, and prepare to go on this wild ride. Episode loading in five, four, three, Coming to you live from our personal recording studio, a.k.a. Tess's Closet. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our Pride episode of the Melanated Movement Podcast. This is Anne with my amazing co-host, Tess. Hello, hello, hello. It's a celebration, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) Cheers to Pride Month. Pride Month, baby. Mm -hmm. We have our drinks on deck. We're celebrating life. We're just uh, celebrating the rainbow. (laughs) We gained this motherfucker. (laughs) We wanted to bring you guys a very special episode. Want to talk to you about pride, what pride means to us. Kind of like dive into it, like dive into it a little bit. Give you some definitions. Give you a little bit of, you know, the vulnerability because we are the vulnerable podcast. Yep. That's us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did not officially rename it that, but you know. No, we're, we're not going to yeah. do that. That's no, too much. We're gay, no, we're, we're, we're gay enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're going to have some gay here or some gay there, but there's going to be a lot of melanated moments. And you, like sprinkle salt bay. Yeah, a little, a little salt bay, bay moment. Yes, the salt bay moments are everything. Yes, they are. Man, how are you feeling this Pride Month, my love? You know what? I, I feel great. I feel very gay about it. Do you feel very gay? Yeah, very joyful. Mm. You know? When someone yeah, says, how yeah. are you? Oh, I'm gay today. Gay tidings. <laughs> <laughs> guy, gay tidings of joy. Yes. <laughs> and can imagine her, like, a little emoji of you, like, waving a little gay flag. <laughs> and tidings. <laughs> oh, gay tidings to you, gay good sir. You, good oh, sir. gay tidings. Gay tidings to you, my how gay fellows. Very gay. My, my fellow gay. <laughs> Today, how are you, sir? Oh, quite gay myself. I am quite gay. I am quite gay. I love this. <laughs> Yo, people are fucking. Oh, all right, guys. All right, you're gay. We get it. We get it. We get it. Like, stop. Okay, yes. It's enough. It's enough. But no, I'm 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 feeling great. How are That's you? Good. I'm good. I have to say, it's it's a different energy. I'm always excited about Pride Month, mm-hmm. mainly because um. I'm kind of a villain. I like watching. <laughs> I like watching the different companies change their like colors to the gay colors, mm-hmm. and then as soon as June is over, it's like right back to the same bullshit that they were doing. <laughs> like, oh, do we like we get do we get discounts during June? Because if we get discounts, I will be there. You know what I mean? Right, of course. However, comma instead of just giving us discounts, can you make changes to the way that you you know um, treat the people that you have working under you? Maybe change the fact that you, we don't have any maternal leave, maybe paternity leave right. or family leave. Yeah, maybe change or even like fertility treatment. Anything. Or, like, same gender couples maybe yeah maybe maybe give some human rights to the humans that work for you that would be probably a better way of celebrating pride to me but you know who am i right who am i yeah Yeah. so i mean i'm living i'm gay (laughs) (laughs) it's fab it's a fabulous month to be gay. it is fabulous i feel like as time is changing i feel like there's there's times where i'm like really excited for gayness like gay pride because ultimately uh pride is a what's that called Pride is a protest. So, like, anytime that um, anything that's related to Pride comes up, I'm very much excited to hear about it, see about it, see if there's going to be any changes. And if I do see a company that I like post anything gay-related, I will look into it and I will see if you're making any changes. I would... The thing that would probably be groundbreaking is if Chick-fil-A did something. You know I haven't had Chick-fil-A in years. I I have not had Chick-fil-A in a very long time. I refuse. Same. Yeah. I, lo- I low-key judge people who know what Chick-fil-A is about and then knows me mm-hmm. and then still like, yeah, I'm going to go get Chick-fil-A Go ahead, eat, eat the sandwich around me, yes. bro. Yes, and like, how are you going to be like a whole gay going to Chick-fil-A on the regular? And enjoy it. And enjoy the crap <laughs> out of the dirt. It is some good chicken, though. Like... Like no, like, they're like conversion oh, this, they're camp like, they're chickens. Like, they're like, oh, this is some good chicken, bruh. Put, no, no, I haven't had, I have not stepped foot into Chick Fil A in years. I did have to order Chick Fil A for like the company I used to work with like three years ago, and I was like, is this the only place we can order from? They're like, we have, we have the heating bags from Chick Fil A. Why not? I said, I will return the bags for you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry. Like, yeah, yeah. The other day, I bought Chick Fil A sauce from Publix, and I cried. I was like. 
oh fuck I supported them damn it cause my brother like makes this amazing concoction for his chicken like he does a spicy mayo thing it's really really good and so he buys Chick-fil-A sauce sweet his own I'm not gonna judge you for supporting Chick-fil-A and you have a gay sister but whatever however comma I went to the store and I got it for him and I was like I just spent my money on Chick-fil-A and I haven't done it in so many yeah. years I had to like really reevaluate my life you reevaluate no I'm dead ass I you sat know, in the like, parking yeah, lot yeah yeah and I, was I, like, I, I feel you. I, I probably would have felt like similarly. It was I weird. I was like, I'm, I, I haven't gone to the restaurant, but I'm out here freaking getting their freaking sauce. Fuck their sauce. It's May. <laughs> it's literally yo. We if should you, be able to recreate that. You know the chicken. Like, yeah, like, we, it's we, mayo, we mustard, and sweet chili sauce mixed together. Think me later, bruh. We got this. Mm-hmm. We can totally do this. So, like, when was your first pride, Anne? Oh. Mm. Mm. I don't know if the Miami Pride was my first Pride or if Sexicola was my first Pride. Oh, my God. Did we experience both first Prides together? Stop. Oh, shit. We might have. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh. I, yeah, I think so. Did Pensacola Pride happen before Miami, Miami Pride? No, it didn't. Miami Pride happened first because we were in committed relationships. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then Sex Cola happened. We were, like, single <laughs> AF. <laughs> like, on the verge of being single. Oh, my God. Do you remember that conversation? Because when we went to Pensacola Pride, and, you know, we're going to have this conversation. Really yeah. Quick, but we I love Pensacola, Pensacola Pride. It was it was the best. It we is. had a blast. And so when we went there, we were both, like, on the fence about our relationships. Yeah. And then we were No, roommates. but you was single. Were you? I was. Oh, 100%. It wasn't official though, because I remember- for me, yes! no, like, I was single. No, oh wait, I was. Oh my god. Yeah, because like so, because because okay, Sexicola always happens during Memorial Memorial Weekend. Me and my ex broke up in April. I remember it because we can't. Like I remember the dates like that. We broke up in Had April. Had you not told me yet or something? I, we were drunk for like four days. <laughs> I don't know if I told you, but I didn't tell you. I don't remember. Because I remember us getting back. Because I remember my phone drowned in the ocean because yeah, I was drunk. And yeah. I literally. And then I was like... accepting drinks from strangers. <laughs> Yo, Tess watched me take a shot from someone's fucking canister. And afterwards was like, what if they had drugs in it? I was like, Tess, you let me take a shot from a sh-. You didn't want to tell me that before I took the shot. You should have been like, nah, dog. Like, don't drink. You don't know this man. She let, she watched me the take the shot, bro. <laughs> And then afterwards, I was like, I don't know if we should. I don't. And, and then you didn't take it. You're like, nah. nah. But, See, but then, I was probably already too lit. <laughs> couldn't take it anymore. You're like, Annie got it. She Do you got remember it. to like totally pass out on somebody's inflatable mattress? Mm. On I, and, and you ended up walking. I was like, looking. Bro, I it. lost her for like an hour. And I was like, you know, she's probably living her best life. Because we were single and we were gay. I just felt like, you're fine. <laughs> We were like we were in a safe place. We were though. in a safe place. It was like a conglomerate of like queers, like yeah, and everybody all around. Yo, us. when I was like, did you see my cousin? Like, oh yeah, you like every, yeah. So everybody knew who you, where you were. I'm like, have you seen my cousin? Yeah, she's over there. It's been fighting with everything. Yeah, we, we went from like tent up. to tent. Yes, we were it doing flip up. We were like we mangled. We yeah. played like some like I would beach do Pensacola base. Pride again. It was awesome. I, I would. Yes, I would love to do it. You know, it's always yeah. Memorial Day weekend. It's always three days, and then. Excuse me, they do, and it's like, um, there's a lot of different, like, hosted events that I follow, and I, we've only made it one time, so I know I was single at that time because I was on some bullshit when we, before, <laughs> before we left. Yes. The woman that convinced, yeah, that. the woman yeah. that convinced us to go was this woman that I, like, liked from years ago, like, and then I deployed, and I, like, I, and I had, a, I was in a relationship, so I couldn't deal with her, but when I came back, <laughs> I was like, hi, I was on, what's that called, uh, uh, FN free, <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> F word, N word free. <laughs> so I was living my best life. We also oh, the funniest story I have from Sexicola. So again, Sexicola is um, Pride in Pensacola Beach on Memorial Day weekend. Three days of bullshit. Yes. This is like me and my it's cousin together off the chain. Time. My favorite story is we got plastered. <laughs> Pastured. And we laid down on the beach on like one fucking towel. And like I I, I had to throw up. So yes. like I sat up. Can I say this part? Yes. Oh my god. Because I, I will never forget that visual for the rest of my life. And I will continue to tell that story I with love that you. Story. It's so good. Because we were just passed out on the beach. Completely passed out on the sand, right? Mm-hmm. On this like t- like itty bitty towel. Mm-hmm. And 
all I remember is like I was like bleary eyed but like kind of looked over to you because you were just like you you know you moved a little bit mm-hmm. you literally sit up <laughs> look to you you looked around a little bit because I think you were trying to find a, like a solution yeah it was <laughs> and then it's like light bulb moment a light bulb dig a fucking hole through the sand I'm still sitting I'm like sitting up on this one towel me and my cousin are laying down plastered oh my god you dig the hole you throw proceed to throw up into the sand and then cover it up and then went right back to sleep oh my god I was like you know what she figured it out she seems good and it's like You were so cool. I'm like, oh my god, she's so fucking cool. Right no, now. when we were younger, I felt like we we had the same expression for the other. I used to be like, yo, this is my cousin. My cousin's so fucking cool, yo. <laughs> I used to think you're the coolest shit. I was like, yo, like this. This is my cousin. <laughs> Have you met my cousin? <laughs> Everywhere I go. Not the same way. This is amazing. Yeah, I would talk about you everywhere I go. I went overseas. I went overseas, like, before then. The year before. And then remember, the dolphins came. Oh, my goodness. And it was goodness. your birthday. I was like, oh. yo. Yes, and I was in Virginia at the mm-hmm. time. I was I was on base in Oceana. And I remember you got me the best, like, bracelet, which I still have. Mm-hmm. And I have to, like, fix the, the one of the things. But you got me the bracelet. Like, it was a nice little, like, silver box. It was so pretty and beautiful and then you like I love the dolphins I'm obsessed with the dolphins unfortunately and <laughs> right? I, 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 I think I've healed since then I like, used to be devastated I, after y'all used to be y'all like, used to be sad for the whole day I when they would be, lose the next day she'd be moping around the house yes, real I sad would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would get depressed I it was bad and then so the dolphins went over, mm-hmm. overseas to you know to support the troops yeah. and like you know so, um, 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 honor you all and for my birthday my cousin literally had like um uh what do you call them these like cards made yeah with like my name and everything i was like can you just say hi to my cousin yeah and then like literally saying hi and like wishing me had the dolphin players wishing me a happy birthday it was my favorite and like, like there were like pictures of like them like saying like happy birthday oh, oh i cried <laughs> i, I boo cried i was like my cousin loves you guys i my cousin loves you guys can i can you guys just tell her happy birthday please i literally was like okay, one i'm me called telling the cheerleaders one two three they're like yes. happy birthday Tess. it was the best like birthday present i like, love that one date i sobbed mm. and at the time like we didn't have like these laptops like just readily available so i had to go into like the yeah the fucking library yeah so it was like the the thing on base it was mm-hmm. just like this um cyber cafe thing yeah. or whatever and so i went in there and i saw that's how and i went on the facebook uh, on, on the facebook, on the facebook. <laughs> oh, on the the facebook. <laughs> i went on the facebook on the line and then i and then i, I like i was tagged in all of them and i was like oh my god so here i am freaking like full-on sobbing with like all of my shit mates like looking at me like is she all For, right in full uniform and shit is <laughs> <laughs> something going on oh my god there are so many memories from that time because it was around the summer too like around yeah, like, the pride area and i remember you called me one time and you were like De- like not deficit but we were pretty distraught about um and at the time i didn't know anything about like my identity at the time yet and so but yeah i kind of maybe it was like ah, oh, i knew she just she didn't know knew. she knew like a form like well, now like, you gay bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was just waiting for when you were ready <laughs> so so um i you called me and you're like distraught because you had shared that you know your truth um with a family member and mm. they were not very receptive yeah and they actually like coded like religion i made it my mission that weekend really? dug into the bible you know what I, mean? I kept saying i was like oh my god oh yeah she's like and sarah um, yeah you were giving me like hey, no yes, you're gonna go look at these people yes, and they didn't say nothing about that yes, and then when you flip to this look the, what it says david, david and jonathan like yeah. i was like we're gonna go in this like, oh they want to use the bible like let's go let's ahead let's go you've always been like a really like you're my yeah, champion i was like let's let's do this but like so have you because i remember i was like yo and i have something to tell you like yo what's up i was like so i think it might be like queer and you're like okay like and like I've I've been know I've been known this. When you said yeah. I looked at you like 
And I'm like, and I'm afraid because, you know, like, we're roommates or whatever. Like, they might, like, put this on you. Oh, like, and they did. And then you, like, let them come at me. Come you're at like, me, bro. Yeah, you're, like, my, you're like, my back is large. Like, I can, like, I can handle no, this. Like, let, let them come. Because I feel like we need, like, when it comes to things like that, we have to feel, we have to feel safe. And that's something that I've always, like, thought about, too. Like, whenever we're in certain spaces, and like, moving in the military, like, no one in the military, people still in the military now had no idea who my person was right. when I was in it. I was very much private in that sense. However, I was prideful in myself. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing I was like, no, if something is going on, I'm going to keep you safe. If someone's saying whatever it is, there's no one that's going to say anything to you that they can't say to me. Yeah. Because one thing about it, we're going to go toe-to-toe. <laughs> we're going to go toe-to-toe. My, my, um, one of my sergeants, I admire him. He's He was my commanding, well, not my commanding officer, but he was my um, unit leader. He, um, starting first class. He had this quote, like, we're going to go toe-to-toe. Anytime when it came to us and what's going on, he's like, whatever they're saying, we're going to go toe-to-toe. And I took it with me, and I literally see it as that in my head. If there's someone I'm protecting gear on we're going toe to toe what like whatever it is i promise you you're not gonna say anything to me to break me down because have you met my family you think i'm gonna break you think i'm gonna fall down to my knees because of someone else Mm. and then even better my family has because of the way that they've treated me and the way that we've gone through life they've taught me to be so tough one thing about our family regardless of what goes on we're tough people like we are tough we're gonna stand up for every member every time Mm -hmm. and one thing about me specifically one thing about me specifically, me tell myself, we're going to go toe-to-toe. Yes, we're going to go toe-to-toe. Because let me hear about whatever we're test. I'm going to turn my head and say, let's talk about it. Yeah, like what, what you got to say. What is it that you were saying? Yeah. Or even better, I'm going to listen to everything you have to say, and I'm going to regurgitate it back to you with facts. Because yeah. one thing about it, baby, I got receipts. Let me let me proceed to dismantling like every and every deconstructing time. Like, every single every thing time. that you just, you just fucking spewed Because you're right not now. going to disrespect yeah, any member not, of my family. We don't do that. to do. Period. And and they know me for that. Yeah. My family knows me for that. And it's kind of funny to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like she's ready. Like 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 yeah. At a blaze, baby. A blaze. My aunt told me that the other day. She's like, You're you're always ready to just just go. I'm like, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like all of us are. Because yeah. no matter how we feel about each other, if someone is saying something about the family, we're gonna mm-hmm. do an about face and we're gonna address mm-hmm. it. Every I, time. Yeah. I, I feel I feel that to my core. Yeah. Yes. And we've had, you know, examples of that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Safety is a big thing for us. And we wanted to actually talk about safety a little bit because of pride. And with everything that's been happening in the United States and the things that we've experienced, the mass shootings in the schools and like just reevaluating our safety <clears throat> Thinking of each person that has experienced great loss within the recent time, we are thinking of these people. We are thinking of their families. We are more more so looking into how to make changes. We want to speak to the police officers. We want to speak to the teachers. We want to mm-hmm. speak to the social workers. We want to speak to the parents. We want to speak to everyone that's going through it and kind of hear their opinion and what can we do to make situations better. Mm-hmm. So that being such a big safety topic, I did want to ask you, when it comes to pride, people... Unfortunately, mm-hmm. specifically with Pulse happened in Orlando, mm-hmm. people Literally target in us. Backyard. Yeah, people target us. Pe- going to Pride is a risk. Going out and being your absolute self with no judgment, like in in being in your truth, that brings a lot of issues. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. so how how do you feel going to these Pride events, knowing that there was actually an arrest that happened? I think was it Idaho that happened. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think somewhere it was like somewhere like in the. Is it, it was like the mid in the mid, yeah, 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 yeah. They arrested like tons of people that were going to yeah, literally were attempt sh- to disrupt and cause harm yeah. in the pride event. Mm-hmm. So, um, we do think of those people, we do constantly think about safety, Const- mm-hmm. like safety is top priority always. So, one thing I did want to talk about is how, how do you feel going to pride, or how do you feel in this time where you're supposed to be open and free? Like, do you feel safe at this time to, to do that? Can I can I be completely honest? I mean, and, and vulnerable. You know, of course, this is the vulnerable podcast, I... the Melanie <laughs> Movement podcast with Tess and Ann. <laughs> when you're not sure, so yo, you like the person that laughs at the funeral, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> should we laugh? Should oh, we shit. laugh? Oh, no. no. People, people have trauma in the best but way see, to... But you respond in different ways, yeah. right? Like, some people, like, actually laugh when you're in, t- in a state of shock. Oh, I do. When someone trauma. tells me something crazy, yeah. I laugh first. You do. And then you mm-hmm. go... And, then you, like, I remember the first time you reacted that way. It was like one of those things, like, should I, should I smile? And then, like... It was like one of those like half like <laughs> forms. Um, te- my teeth yeah. was like half out. Of yeah, her. Richard no, was like, think, I don't think she. I don't think she's. She's laughing. not laughing. It's funny. She's not. And I was like, oh no, she's not. Because then like the next thing that happened, it was just like you were a hundred. Yes. Like the moment you laugh, you're gonna go to 100. Yeah. Like, inevitably. My brother told me that. Richard was yes. like, No, when you laughed at a certain situation, she, I scared him one time because I he, something happened and I laughed and I looked directly at the person because the situation itself was funny. And I laughed, and Richard was like, Immediately when you laughed, I knew it was time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, I'm gonna laugh first. It's a precursor, like, yeah, it, it it's going to happen. But. One thing, I have been experiencing quite a bit of fear just being in public places in general. Um, I went out um, a few days, well, a couple of weeks ago probably, and I remember it was one of those things was like, oh, fun, 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 boom. Like dooming like realization that i'm in a public place place, where there's like so many people around and like what if like a loon like comes in and then just like start like just like just opening fire like i just freaked out and then i was like i I gotta go so i haven't really participated in a lot of like pride events yeah this month at all um most things have been like in like a close like setting with friends and family Mm -hmm. um and people like we know and um the first one that's going to be happening is actually um going to be the weekend of the it's this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's this mm-hmm. weekend. And it's going to be um, the Stonewall. Stonewall, yeah. Stonewall Pride, by the way, in Walton Manors. And That's so, going to be Saturday, Saturday the 18th. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, June 18th in Fort Lauderdale is a Stonewall Pride um, event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, and it's, it's something that they do, like, every single year. And it's, like, a lot of fun. But I have been very apprehensive, if I'm being completely honest with you. You know, the 12th of June marked... Uh, six years since mm-hmm. Pulse Nightclub, you know, when, um, um, you know, um, Omar Martin went and um, killed uh, 49 people and wounded, like, 40, oh, um, 53 man. more in mass yeah. shooting. And they've turned it into, like, a whole, like, you know, memorial, memorial. and everything. Have you ever been? I have never been over oh, there. Oh, my God. I went there um, last year sometime, and I was haunted. The, the year? Haunted for days after. What year is that? Six years ago, 22, 21. It was 2016. It so happened, in 2016, yeah. I actually went to the club. Um, I went to the... I, we were supposed to go to Pulse. We went to... There is like a gay club that's like like maybe like two streets behind it. Mm-hmm. And after we went to that to that club, the same year, like a month later, Pulse happened. That is so And wild. I was so... Yeah. I was, like, so taken back. I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in the same neighborhood. Like, people were like, oh, you're going to go to... Like, Pulse was a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, Pulse was lit. They're like, you're going to go to Pulse afterwards? And, like, I wasn't in from the area. I was like, nah, this is this is me right here. Mm-hmm. My G. Yeah. But the idea of, like, you were somewhere literally a month before, but then you're a gay patron. So, like, what if you did go? Right. Or what if you did participate? Right. Like, what? It's just... It's hard to yeah, imagine. Yeah. It, it's just... It's so awful. And, like, going there, I, I got, like, chills all over my body. Because yeah. they have you know they have it all like glassed um like glassed off and then you get to see mm -hmm, and then you get to see like the names of like every of every single victim but they also have like their pictures like like wrapped all around and you know people still come and like give flowers and stuff like that and so it's like i don't know it just it it just just completely like ripped my heart out yeah. and then of course the way that I'm, i haven't you know we have neurodivergent brains and so i went down on like a spiral like a hyper fixation of finding everything that i could about the victim my son is and, like, like that everything like that when it came to parkland yeah. he looked up every... every yeah i like i wanted to know like their stories i mm-hmm. wanted to know like what was going on like i saw like snapchats of like literally like people oh who god, thought that oh they was god, like oh god, you know they, they thought it was like part of the music at some point yeah and, i yeah, read that yeah they thought Man, it was like part of the music it and was then, so scary it turns out like it wasn't the case just like started seeing people like just like like fall down i was terrified yeah it was horrible it I was, was like absolutely atrocious and so i i think about that like mm-hmm. you know often um when i go into a lot of spaces especially spaces where you know we know like there is like a, a 
a gathering of my like marginalized, yeah. of a marginalized. Collective. I don't think I went to Pride the, the following year. I don't know I if, don't I, did know if, if I, I did or if I didn't. I don't think I. I haven't gone to Pride events that many times. Um, I've gone to a handful. I've done to like a handful with like a couple with you for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Stonewall is usually pretty fun, and that's something that I've done like both as an ally really? and a queer person. I want to go, but I'm not sure. I'm like literally because of what's been going on too. Mm-hmm. It's part of the reason why I've been kind of on the fence. Right. Um, I want to go because, of course, like, pride is a protest. Like, you you have to tell people, regardless of what you think of me, I will be out here, sh- you know, waving my flag because it's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to talk about Stonewall real quick, yes, actually? Yes, yes, so, yes. So please. Please give me really the, cool the because, background. Yeah. Like, so the Stonewall pride is actually taken after the Stonewall riots and it's called also called the Stonewall um, uprising mm-hmm. and it actually began in the early hours of June 28th 1969 yep. when New York City police raided the Stonewall Inn which I've been to by the way it's like this like little like like small box like like a hole in the wall field yes, I've place seen the in New York, like in the West Village. It's I so go see it. it's so cool. We should go. Um well, <laughs> so, you know what? I'm I wanna I think I might make a trip there to go let see. Me know. I'm going to let New York soon. Know. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I want to go. I mean, I'm going, like, soon, soon. (laughs) So they raided the Stonewall Inn, um, which is a gay club located in Greenwich um, Village, New York City. So the raid sparked a riot among um, bar patrons and neighborhood residents as police, like, roughly hauled employees and patrons out of the bar. And it actually led to six days Mm -hmm. of protests Mm -hmm. um, and violent clashes with law enforcement outside of the bar um, on Christopher Street. And so um, it actually serves at a, as a catalyst for the gay rights movement right. in the United States and actually all around the world. It so should. It's it's a very momentous. Like, it is it's quite significant in the in the gay rights movement. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh? I feel like is like I feel like for a lot of the all the prides I've attended actually in Fort Lauderdale have always mentioned Stonewall. I think I've been to Stonewall Pride. I've been to Stonewall Pride one time in Fort Lauderdale a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then like one thing about it is during this season that's when I started doing more research. So like I didn't know about Stonewall like a few years ago before the Fort Lauderdale Pride that I went to, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to make sure that I'm well versed. Yeah. I'm that person that will do research before mm-hmm. I go like, because yeah, I want to make do. yeah I want to make sure whatever we're talking about i'm very much uh fluent not necessarily fluent but at least i can start the conversation but i like i like speaking to people that's very fluent in things like this i want to know like what the what the facts are i'm such a fact junkie mm-hmm. tell me like please tell give me, me when stats. yeah give, give me, me the stats. The history yeah yes. i'm a history nerd i mm-hmm. love i love hearing people that are very passionate about things like this and then hearing about it too every time i hear it I, like i take a moment and i'm just like i'm grateful that certain things occurred mm-hmm. but you have to be grateful that some of these some of the madness occurs because you have to be able to see what caused the change to happen i feel like there's so many major events that's occurred in the united states for change to occur Mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen oh yeah this year we've had over 200 mass shootings Mm -hmm. within the united states and it's hard to wrap a mind around how we're in 2022 and we're seriously fighting over why we should have you know gun reform Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then the conversation as to why we shouldn't have gun reform is hilarious from these politicians yeah it's it's disgusting have you heard of the new bipartisan bill that they introduced um recently where they're they actually um they're proposing to raise the minimum age to to be able to legally carry a gun from 18 to 21 21. Mm -hmm. um, to bolster the background screening process Mm -hmm. and um, and the people who actually are like would be responsible to conduct those background screenings but my thing is like okay I understand but I feel like in some ways that we have been so indoctrinated into like this belief or this this idea of like we need to accept like that we we should be okay with the bare minimum that when things get introduced that way and it gets done in such a like manipulative like gaslighting oh, yeah. type of way where it's like oh my god look what your your um look what we're doing for our constituents like look Meanwhile. at what your lawmakers are doing but like you you, they, they circumvented the whole like what well, like one of the main issues which is the fact that why is it that a semi-automatic rifle such as the AR-15 is still like available to the, the civilian population. I agree. They literally shut down a whole base somewhere in the Midwest, like not too long ago, because they were doing inventory and one of those um, um weapons was was missing. was missing on a military base where people are actively trained for combat situations. Mm-hmm. 
And meanwhile, there's a civilian with an AK. Right. And and you're doing everything. Well, not even everything. You're doing like about like you're 10% doing the bare minimum of what needs to be done. But you're proposing as like, oh my god, look how much how much we care for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're still not addressing why the heck you still have this problem. Right. You still you still have this like circulating for like in, like the, the out on the street just like yeah. That. They think the one answer. Right. The thing is like the the solution they think. Is, well, it has to be like, oh, this is the one answer that's going to work. This is not what we're looking for. We need a multi-tier. We want things that are like, okay, it's not just age. It's not just background check. It's the fact that we don't need AKs. What, why, why would I need an AK in the suburbs? Why would anyone need an AK in regular Period. living? Right. For no right. reason. You that, yes. that is literally to butcher somebody. You're right. not, you're not doing that other than the, I want to butcher a person. Right. You're not, like it, it really goes beyond that. Like I'm protecting myself and my right. family. That's a nine it, mil. Just, yeah. Get a nine right. mil, you get could. a Glock, right. call it a day, whatever. That The thing is like with our culture, with our culture, someone having a nine mil or a Glock doesn't scare me. I've seen bigger guns. However, comma in my again with my line of work, it's like why am I why am I becoming so desensitized to the weapons? However, me me us we've touched fifty cals, we've touched fucking machine guns, we've yeah. touched M16s, we've touched all these different types of weapons, and we personally think that AKs are unacceptable for regular right. civilians. So why in the fuck do you feel like as a civilian you what are you you can't oh I need that for hunting? No, you don't. Yeah, like what cow are you yeah. going to butcher with the AK? My basic marksmanship, like um, in the military, was with the twelve gauge, and mm. it was with the night mill. Yeah, and then like as I went into like you know further training. That's when they introduce like other types of like, but like, if it's not pertaining to what you do in your line of work specifically, mm-hmm. like in my case, it was aviation. So like, why am I going to need like you know an MCC? You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just it is not they they don't consider it a, a necessity. Like, it's I have not, like three guns. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, you were you were, you were army. That's well, like, that's that's different. Like yeah. yeah. Army be out here moving is... in the mud. You gonna have all your guns at nah, the same time. I'm in the air. Yeah, it's a different experience. Yeah, it's different. But still. It's just it always, but it also goes on like on a case by case basis, yeah. right? And it goes like on a need to like it's, you know I never how need had to know, need to have, right? Like, it's, it's a really is a need to have. Like, what is your division? Like, what is your rating? And, and so, okay, like, do you need these specific quals? And then the training you have to go through in order to even like man those weapons, like, is ridiculous, right? And in the sense of like it is absolutely necessary. In comparison to the person who can just like 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 stroll into the exactly. freaking, it's just it blows my mind it blows my mind so, so how do you feel about that like how do you feel about like attending like any pride so yes or month? no do you feel safe going to pride i don't i don't feel safe as a black person in existing. america existing on an like on a like regular basis yeah adding all of my other marginalized identities um i feel even less safe yeah I will agree. i let that stop me though that is still up in the air yeah because you have to be able to live your life right which is why like we wanted this to be a celebration you know we you know pop you know um broke out the 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 tuscan the the corona rita and 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 we wanted to you know to be very like upbeat and 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 hopeful about this Mm -hmm. but without necessarily completely neglecting the fact that we have a whole crisis out here right and so how about you do you feel safe I feel like I've never felt safe. I'm mm. gonna be completely honest. Um, my first, my first pride happened after I was I came back from my deployment. So I came back with PTSD and all that stuff. So like the crowds itself made me feel like I just don't feel like I have the proper vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am someone who needs to know all the entrances, all the exits. Mm-hmm. I need to know who's around me. Like I don't deal well with thick crowds. Like I, I I'm better now than I was before. When I first came back from my deployment, like. I really did struggle with the crowds. I feel like, I mean, now it's been so many years, I feel better. Mm-hmm. However, I've never felt safe in, in a crowd. And during a pride, pro, during a pride protest, honestly, I do, I feel safe in the sense of like, I can be with my person. Mm-hmm. I could, I could be completely naked. I could, in the sense of, uh, naked literally, and naked in the sense of like, I can just express myself. You're surrounded by community. By community. Right. I feel safe in that way, 
to where I can be ultimately myself. I can be the most beautiful Powerpuff girl out there and enjoy myself. Yay. 100%. When it comes to feeling safe, that I, like, it's always in the back of my mind, like, I need to make sure I'm keeping, I'm being very vigilant of what's going on. I need to see what's around me. I need to see who's around me. I need to know how to escape this. I go to a restaurant and I, I find exits. I go to Walmart, of course, mm-hmm. and find exits. So during Pride, I feel safe in the community, but I don't feel safe entirely because i need to make sure that i get home i want to make sure that like whomever i'm with makes it home i need to make sure that us as a community makes it the next day they'd be like okay we went to pride and we survived Mm -hmm. and that's incredible to go through my mind that like before these events i'm like i just want to make sure lord god that we all make it and get a chance to not only enjoy ourselves but feel safe in this environment but go home and talk to our families about it afterwards the fact that survival is using the same sentence as like celebrating or writing mm-hmm. like it's just well if you're looking at it in terms of, like you're celebrating your identity celebrating who you are celebrating who you like like um the who you love it is is a, is a is an amazing feeling mm-hmm. but then you know co-opting that with survive like being like survivable uh, survivability is like whoa it's a it's it's such a paradox isn't it, is. it? and it's like it causes like cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. you know and i and i know and thinking back to like the first bride events like we literally drove nine hours together in yeah a car, we did and i went and and we felt we didn't feel as safe when we were driving on the road like or like you know going places but when we were surrounded by people who were like you know who with us, us and having yeah. a good time and you know really just being unapologetically themselves like we felt safe I agree. Um, and, and and i think that that sense of safety if i that's probably like the highest on the meters it's ever been for me Same. and then it just like slowly has gone has down gone down 100 as years as the years progress mm-hmm. and i remember when i learned about the news in um in, in um, orlando i found out about it that sunday um and i was driving and i was in west palm i was headed home from church and i saw the news and i literally like pulled over and wept mm-hmm. i sat in my car i, I was still it. driving my um my little corolla i remember mm, the little yeah, gold yeah. one and i pulled over to the side and i turned off my my vehicle and i remember looking at the phone again like i was incredulous like i was, I was like wait what i was blown away yeah and then i just i just wept i for like 20 minutes yeah. and I, and at the time you know i wasn't you know very out or anything um it's intense it's, it's intense yeah, to take in it's just though. like how do you like go home and talk about how devastating these the, like this news are exactly when you are such, like from such like a conservative family or, or, or like a my mom hugged me may not be able to be as yeah. like understanding yeah right and my so, mom saw it and was like if my mom my mom didn't say anything to me actually I, I remember going to her um I remember going to her to see her because on Sundays we like I would always go to see her mm-hmm. and she saw me and she hugged me because it's like when we go through things that's so close to home mm-hmm. and and mom knows like at that point I was actually working a lot in Orlando mm-hmm. I like all of my training my battalion was in Orlando and I was supervisor so I was always in Orlando there was literally like I said I was in Orlando a month prior mm-hmm. and she knew that and I was going to Orlando again and and mom saw me she hugged me and she was like and she was speechless and I was too because it's kind of like, what do you even say? Right. You know what I mean? I was so taken back that, like, when I pulled up to her house, I sat in the car and I took a few breaths. And I was like, okay, I just want to, like... And the thing is, like, I, I am that person pre- that prepares myself before situations. And I wasn't ever... I wasn't comfortable enough with my mother yet with my with the way that I was. However, she was very much aware. But when I got inside, the way that she hugged me so tightly, you you know that, like, when she saw it, she thought of me. Mm-hmm. Like, n- not even for, like, yo, you were just in Orlando, but, like, this, this could have been my daughter. This, And the fact that we we are so close to where our lives our lives are so impacted by these things. Parkland was off the street. Yeah. Parkland is so many exits from here. Orlando was, like, Orlando's not too far from here. Like, having these experiences, and it's, like, people really, people will have the audacity to be like, oh, well, you know, it's such a low chance that you will experience a mass shooting in your lifetime. Okay. I mean, we live in the United States of America, so like, how low is that chance been? Re- like, how low is that chance now? Right. It's happening so commonly right. now. It's so it's scary. Right, and it, it's just so. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't even have words. Wherever you go, like, I could die in church. 
I could die at Walmart. Right. I could die going to see my friends. Because some of the argument was like, well, what are you doing partying, right? Like, some of the arguments would be like, what are you doing in the club? Like, what are you because, doing? Like, right. Like, what? You'll, have, you'll have the, yeah, there is the narrative that is concurrent with like, well, what is wrong with people having a good time? Right. But there's always that narrative concurrent with it, like saying like, well, you know, uh, maybe if you weren't like, doing this in the club in the club and that you socializing okay so then like how do you explain like the supermarket and how or church church and how do you explain a movie theater or school school like like how do you explain any of those like other places that get like absolutely i hate when they like it makes target the event whatsoever yeah so i i i know that part of the conversation that we want to carry forward you know um is is really just like people who are close to the some of those experiences or who have trained and prepared for those events like for for those like those drills um in case of like an active shooter situation mm-hmm. right and so i know that but I, it it really saddens me that you don't feel safe going to celebrate who I you know. are and who are you by the way like how do you do you feel comfortable sharing like how you identify how i identify sure i'll tell you <laughs> yeah. you know so interesting my identity has been a question most recently because of the whole dating thing mm-hmm. so i'll give you like a quick thing when we were younger like high school days it was like oh there's studs there's femmes for like this is like lesbian world i can only speak from my experience i can't speak for the entire lgbtq but i do not identify as a lesbian so for example, when we were younger, if you dress feminine, you're femme. If you dress masculine, you're stud. And I learned a fun fact, you guys. So a stud can only be a black person or a person of color. Did you know that? If you're yeah. what I didn't know that. I just learned that. And I mean, it makes sense. So originally, like, the white term for masculine was, like, um, was butch mm-hmm. or dyke, right? And then a person of color, black person, was like, let's let's take hold of this and, and create stud. I don't know the full... The full background, but I did learn that recently. So, only just so for people listening, if you see a black person or a person of color, a female who dress in a masculine way, that's a stud. But if you see a white person that is dressed in a masculine way, that's a mask or like a butch or a dyke. If they like, because some people take a, take a hold of those terms, even though they're originally offensive, and they take a hold of it, and that's how they identify. So, like when we we're younger, there's femmes and studs. Now and then after high school, I got introduced to stems and this and that, whatever. So um, that's how you like outwardly express yourself. So originally, I was a lesbian. I thought I was girl. I'm not the girls only. And then I was like, well, I mean, I'm out here. I have a whole kid. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm bisexual. And then I was like, nah, this, this ain't for me, sis because I don't have the tolerance for men. I can tolerate men for all of um, maybe two minutes and I lose <laughs> all of my tolerance. And like, either you're going to put it down or you're not. And then, <laughs> so I do identify as queer. Um, I did identify, so I went from lesbian to bisexual to pansexual. So now I just identify as queer. Like, I'm gay. I like whatever likes me. Like, if I find someone that speaks my language, understands my tone, that not tone in the tone of my voice, but tone in the way that I express myself in life. If someone relates to me in that way, I vibe with them, and that's where I go. So I'm queer. Are you are you okay to express how you identify to the people? Heck, yes. Uh, it took me a minute. And even, like, as we were preparing for this episode, I was like, yo, as we're recording this from, you know, the closet space. <laughs> Your closet. I'm like, wait, like, I think I still have, like, a couple of shoes in the <laughs> closet and, like, maybe a cotton there this time <laughs> when it's safe to go back. When I'm like, ooh, the world is threatening. I I'm know. Go back I'm going to go back in the closet. <laughs> and, you know, I'm never, like, Your I'm not. Your closet is fabulous. Her closet is so fucking big. Yo, you <laughs> Her closet is mad big. You can there's you can open up your arms late. You can lay three people in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So From side, she got the clothes for work. She got the regular clothes. She got linen. She got all kinds of shit in here. Man, I could live in here. See, you can live a fabulous life in the closet. Exactly. No, I'm no. Like, only when it's safe to do so. Like, I wish I like, put a disclaimer. Only come out when you feel safe to when do you so. Feel ready in the meantime, to do so. if you can make your closet fabulous while you're in do it, it, do so. I agree. You know, and we'll be waiting for you on the exactly. outside. Exactly. You know, I still have a couple of things in there, you know. I have one in the car and a couple of shoes because sometimes I feel like I, I kind of go back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very explicit in my expression mm-hmm. and I and I present as, you know, rather pretty feminine and mm-hmm. all of that. But um, one of the, the best things that happened to me, and it happened probably like a couple of years ago, is I was strolling, inst- you know, sc- um, scrolling um, Instagram 
as I would in the morning or whatever. And I found this quote by Bell Hooks, RIP. She was a phenomenal, phenomenal person. But she, I, like, she descri- described um, queerness in a way that I could not put words to up until I saw that quote. And mm-hmm. I pulled it up so I can read it. Mm-hmm. So she goes, queer, not as being about who you're having sex with. That can be a dimension of it. But queer as being about the self that is at odds with everything around it and has to invent and create and find a place to speak and to thrive and to live. I love that. And I saw it. I'm like, yeah, like queer, like queer, queerness for me is is it both a personal and a political identity. I agree. Because I want to be a disruptor. I want to be um, this person, like, who upheaves and questions and um, and contests and, mm-hmm. like, right. Like, I want to be that person I like, can, that, and like, that's questions you. you. Yeah. Like, why do you think this makes sense? Like, I want to understand the root of it, the history of it, and I want to combat. Like, I want to be more unapologetic. Yeah. And I know, like, I'm on the way to that, and I'm not quite where I want to be. But you're getting but there. I... I've always, in the, from the very beginning, and I think when I came out, I was like, I don't know. I just know that I have a certain attraction to people who share the same body parts as me. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes me pan. But as my, you know, that that's as far as, like, my orientation goes. But as far as, like, my identity, I really feel very much, like, very non not, not belonging to the binary, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I'm like, okay, so then what, that, what does that make me? If I were to put like a label on it, and then I'm like, okay, I go back to queer. Right? Yeah, same. And so it's like very much like a political identity for me because of what it entails. Like mm. I know I have a responsibility, but also, you know, I love like who I love, and I just you unapologetically know, and, 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 and I just I don't know. I think love is beautiful, and love is I kind, agree. and it's just so wonderful that like why should I you know put little body parts on it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I and love so, that. Yeah. Um, love is kind. Love is great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and and sex with people you love is fucking amazing. Phenomenal, <laughs> top tier. Yeah, like so. when you're comfortable within yourself, and then you and you feel comfortable enough to experience someone, and it and it and it not just like it seeing it as sex, but come like literally putting yourself with another person to where you're becoming one. Mm-hmm. It's it's euphoric. Yes, it, it is really euphoric is. when you're comfortable in yourself and you have that experience. It changes your world. Like, we have to have a conversation about, like, um, when, it, when it comes down to it eventually, like, how it felt going through, like, like, okay, no, this doesn't work. Okay, let's try this. Okay, what about this? And, like, my life of, like, trying to figure out who I was has was, like, so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I just went through, I definitely went through, like, a lot of the peer pressure of wanting to be what everybody else around me wanted me to be because I was, like, the only quote-unquote gay person of my of my group. Not everybody, not everybody out here. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Everybody's out here, like, enjoying themselves and living their best lives. Mm-hmm. But I was the only gay person in, like, my friend group. The only one. So it was kind of, like, me trying to figure myself out and them trying to kind of, like, like, and what's going on with you? Like, you know, we haven't seen you with a boyfriend or whatever. And now I was like in a whole a serious relationship with like a female. And I didn't even know how to express that to them and feel comfortable. Like my best friend was so appalled when we were in high school and I had a girlfriend. I didn't even tell her to like two and a half years later after me and the girl broke up and everything. Like, yeah, I dated her. She's like, why? <laughs> like blown away. Yeah. But I never felt comfortable to be. I haven't. I don't think I was ever. I was no, not. I don't think. But like. Honestly, I didn't feel comfortable to express myself um, until after I had my son. Because after I had my son, I was like, I refuse to pretend that I'm anybody else to please anyone else. Because Mm -hmm. I know of the role I play for this person. Mm -hmm. And I want to be authentically myself. And I want to love him genuinely. And I want him to know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And I want him to not necessarily accept per se, but feel safe in this space with me. And not feel like, like his space is being disrupted because I don't have the clarity mm-hmm. or I don't want to decide if I want where I want to go mm-hmm. very much so after like when I was pregnant is when I was literally going through like what do I want to do how do I want to live whatever and after I had my son I was very much sure like nobody can deter me from what I like and how I like it because no one is gonna make these these decisions but me mm-hmm. because at that point 
after I have a kid, I'm a baby, I'm an adult, okay? Yeah. Because my decisions affects my child. My decision affects my life. And I was, I mean, I was in the military since I was 17. I was making mm-hmm. my own decisions, paying my own bills. Like, everything I had was mine. There was no one else to tell me anything different. If they tried, you already know if they tried. I mean, it wouldn't go very far because let's let's run these numbers again. Are you paying my bills? No. Okay. Let's. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put your penny where you want. Put your opinion back where you found it, Karen, because ain't nobody asked your ass. <laughs> okay. I have another question for you. So, for people who are, are experiencing pride for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. What would you what would you advise them? What should you bring with you to Pride, or like, wh- like how was your first Pride experience? Like, if you could give kind of like advice, maybe to your first self or to anyone, what advice would you give before their first Pride? Um, I. Ooh, that's a very good question. <laughs> you always say that. You're yeah. like, no, damn you man, that's very, a good question. You, you ask like great, you know, very pertinent, like. Wonderful questions. I love your brain. I th- I'll tell you that all the time. But um, the first thing that I know, like for sure, that I, I that that pops in my head is peer pressure still is a thing, mm-hmm. even as you just find your community. Mm-hmm. And with that, sober pride is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're not just because you are participating in an environment where people may kind of let loose in certain ways does not yeah. mean that in order for you to get the full experience of it you have to behave in that same manner don't drink from people you don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like if you if you are not a drinker like don't pick don't. pride um to to start, start drinking. drinking right um if you're not like a smoker like don't pick pride to, like to start smoking like do not just because the the group that you're going with is like participating in certain things like do not feel um compelled to do the same i wish someone told me that for my first because I, I was definitely someone, that person well yeah i mean i felt like you know especially with my first like queer relationship i definitely felt like i had to be a certain way because mm-hmm. i was like such a like a baby queer that you know I you was know all the somebody. terms <laughs> be like baby queer baby stud yeah blah, 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 whatever. I was like, like who are yeah. all these people <laughs> i was like you know I, I didn't know like how to i i thought i had to behave a certain way yeah. i felt like in order for me to be cool like i had to drink oh my god i drink now Nasty Bud Light, and that's like, like Bud Light used to be like years, the bullshit. When I first like when I would was start when I started going to the Dolphin Games, and like I was like, oh, Bud Light Platinum was it. Bud Light, and I'm like, oh, I should drink Bud Light. It was disgusting. Bud Light Platinum was, was it. It got me lit. <laughs> yeah. I love Bud Light it Platinum. Was <laughs> and it tasted <laughs> terrible. And I put up with it for at least two years. If I was like, you know, yeah, what? if and I nobody, go back, it won't make sense. Forcing you to drink this. That's like, why are you drinking this? I felt the very same thing about like navigating queerness and navigating. Mm-hmm like um the lgbtqia um community mm-hmm. i felt like oh my god like i have to be a certain way right and oftentimes you know to regrettably so i know like the landscape is changing a little bit but you know when around the time that you know i came uh, um came out and i was i like finding myself the drinking was very like it's very heavy in mm-hmm. the community like um the smoking and, and the, cigarettes was a thing smoking cigarettes oh was my is, God. very much a thing and um drinking a lot was mm-hmm. like very much and and the reason and one of the reasons why i know um i learned is because oftentimes you know churches weren't like safe places obviously like libraries weren't safe places for mm-hmm. people like so the safest place that they could really often find it would be like underground bars underground you know? and yeah the and underground like, bars right were there, and yeah. like little like and clubs um even as um po- like um how do you call it? like pose like was a thing mm-hmm. it became like that was the thing like it was like it was a bar there were drinks there mm-hmm. were you know there was a lot of drugs and so like this is what we literally do literally because you want to like forget about your life for a little bit because that shit is hard yeah and so I-, I thought like i had to be cool and like you know fit in and all of that and so you know first couple of like pri- like first few years were rough go like i had first you know, few like, years yeah first few years man the first several and no, i'm just kidding first, <laughs> first couple of years for sure were, were a little bit challenging but that's a, one of the first things like i can think of is like definitely sober pride is a thing don't feel like you have to behave a certain way oh and there's no right way to be queer there's no right way to yes. be gay there's no right way also like bi- bisexuality is a full-on by visibility like, baby like, yes i i like it is a we know 
they exist like <laughs> like they're part of the community you're part of the community you are welcome here like right. you are safe here you deserve to celebrate I even agree. If, with even if you are in a hetero presenting relationship and that's the thing too yes, yes like yes, yes. you deserve to celebrate yourself and you deserve to celebrate your orientation and your identity you are part of this community mm-hmm. and so um be here <laughs> um even as like you know if you pass as like a you know trans mac or a mask or a trans family, you're like you know you you pass heavy you are and you're you're still very much part of the community you're you know like in you're the here LGBTQ you are here I baby plus. enjoy yourself um be safe oh hydrate oh yeah oh, drink water bro drink water know your exits know your exits don't put your name down on any kind of like paperwork or anything like Nothing. that don't, sign up, don't sign up for anything yeah that you don't know don't leave your drinks unattended and if don't... it's left it's not for you anymore yes, and please like don't be leaving your friends Please, Please. the the people that run away when they get drunk, girl. Don't be that person. Don't be that. Don't be that person. I agree. And have fun and have safe sex if you're enjoy if if you're engaging in that. Um, and I yeah, that's all that's all the advice I have. What about you? I mean, I feel like you checked all my boxes. Yeah, good, good, good. Oh my god, I have to give the the jokes about the papers that you taught me. Like you know, (laughs) so one thing about like engaging like in like intimacy for the first time physical intimacy for the first time is like we always want to make sure that we're safe and that our partners are safe yeah. and so we always like get tested like every single time if it's a new partner we're getting tested together and they're getting tested mm-hmm. you know and we're exchanging these results and so mm-hmm. Anne has always been like you know what show me <laughs> show me your papers <laughs> when we were younger yeah 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 we were roommates yes yes and you were always about like show me your papers and so, I would not yeah. I wouldn't put out yes so no. I would so I'm like oh, you know what bet like you know this is this is what it is but we're talking about of course like full like SD panel papers yeah. you know so, i was that person i like when we yes, y'all we had played no games about that. not at all yo we were yeah. living together and me and tess were like going through a checklist of like what to do what not to do we're like just start dating <laughs> and shit and i was like i refuse to put anything out there'll be no poom poom on the menu my g <laughs> until you should and then the thing is yeah. like with us being in the military too it was so easy for me mm-hmm. to like no I'm, I'm gonna go get tested like tuesday 8 p- like 8 a.m Yes. I'm getting everything. You you better be doing the same thing yeah. as you're trying to or get you, in my pants. And like, you're not going to get none. Yes, none. or it's not going to happen. So I go, I'll go out on this date, and, you know, we're hitting it off, and it's great, and, you know, we're having a good time, and so we start making out, and... And, like, it gets, like, you know, heated and intense and sexy and all that stuff. And then I'm, like, oh, shit. Like, I think we might go into, like, you know, like, physical intimacy territory. Like, we're all, like, we're all, like, sexed up in here. But I was, like, oh, wait a minute. Um, I learned from (laughs) from my cousin cousin that, you know, I have to ask for, like, papers. So, like, I'm not going to engage in anything further with you until, like, until I see your papers and I show mm-hmm. you mine. And then she, and then she, so they were looked at me all confused. They were Cubans and made it worse. They're like, what do you mean? Like, I'm a United States citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did! I, For real? Yes! And I'm like, what do you mean by paper? Like, I'm a whole United States citizen. And I was like, oh my God. I was mortified. And I was that. I was like, fucking Anne. <laughs> And so I was like, no, 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 no. That is not what I need. I do not need to see your American passport, okay? For I can imagine she whipped it out like, oh, okay, you see, I became my citizen. I would have oh been mortified. I, but I just like laughed it off. And after a while, I was like, oh my, I was like, oh, this person will never call me again. <laughs> um, but I don't know, we ended up d- dating for like two years. So, <laughs> that yes, worked out. Papers worked out. Um, oh man. So ask, ask for their papers. Yeah. I started that shit. Like, yo, yeah. I had to, cause to be real, the thing that actually got me into the papers when I was in a relationship, when I was in high school, um, um, because the person went to a different school and they were kind of known to like get all the vagina. I was like, girl, we're going to go to Planned Parenthood together. That's where I actually started. I was mm-hmm. like, I refuse to get intimate with you because I was I was scared. Yeah. And then after I joined the military, I knew we was getting tested every six months. I said, even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will have my papers ready for you whenever you're yeah. ready. And that's been a thing for me. I feel like lesbian um, lesbian awareness on like STDs and stuff is not high at all. Because who do you know uses a dental dam? 
I have never used a dental dam before. I've Mm -hmm. seen them. Um, They're probably great. However, comma, I don't know. Like, I don't even know. To be real, at at my grown age... I know, I know about sex safety. I know what to do and not to do, what you, what to use and not to use, like how to test if someone is sensitive to certain things. I know like how to get it going. However, if you were to ask me what other than a dental dam can you use for like safety? Oh, I know finger cots. What's a finger cot? It's like, like literally like finger condoms. Are those the ones that look like they've cut a piece of the glove off? Yes. That's and what those can, are? Like, yeah, they can like roll it down like the finger and then it's like a, fi- yeah, it's a finger cot. And you can, yeah, that's so I know the dental dam and I know the finger. One of these prides, we're going to have a table. And I would love for us to have, mm-hmm. like, um, to have, like, a Pride event to where we're hosting a show and we have all this sexual help. But even in Pride events, like, I feel like there is an erasure of, like, you know, lesbian... Like, of, There's of, none. Of, There's always regular there condoms. Right. There's All lubricants. they do is, like, throw out condoms and lubricants, like, to everybody. But if you think about it, the very last um, lesbian bar that was in, North, like, uh, South Florida, but, like north of Broward just closed Close. down a few months ago. Mm-hmm. They couldn't survive. And even, well, lesbian like, bars like, don't make yeah, it. Yeah, there's like, I think like there might be 14 left in all of the United States right now. And they made a really joke about sad. it. They said that lesbian bars don't last because the lesbians find their partners and they never come back. And they never come back. And I feel like that is such a noxious notion at the yeah. very same time because there is some truth to it. But but it's like with with any sort of stereotyping that happens, it you know it has the um the 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 adverse effect of like stigmatizing yeah a community. I and agree. So if that is a belief that I have as a lender, for example, and then you come into my bar, you you come into my 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 lending institution wanting to open a bar specifically for the you know for the for the for the femme and the lesbian population. Mm-hmm then I may not be as inclined to give it to you because I understand that people say they don't last because y'all are just going to nest and, you know, not be out here. There has to be a different form of, yeah, it is. There has to be a different way of of bringing it up because the thing is, like, like one thing about me, I've always complained that there's not enough lesbian bars. Like, I hate the fact that we have to go to Wilton Manors or how we have to go to whole new cities, whole new states to find, like, a lesbian bar. Mm -hmm. And it, it is like, all right. And the thing is, is, like, where can we where can we go that we feel safe to be completely expressive in ourselves and, right. and know that we can go there and, and have a good time? So it is yeah, it is definitely something that um that gets brought up. So we've talked about it being our month and I feel like pride is changing. I feel like people are starting to celebrate um not just pride but different aspects of their identity like over time. I'm grateful that we got a chance to talk about it. I'm happy we got to talk about we got a chance to talk about safety on all the current events that's going on. Um, I don't think I answered. I feel like everything that you advised about someone going to Pride was along the same lines as me. Don't drink shit you don't know. <laughs> drink water. If you want to experience it sober, do that. Don't fall within the peer pressure. Go with people that you trust. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a big one. Go with people that you trust so that you absolutely feel safe in that environment. And mm-hmm. have a great time. Celebrate you. Feel present. Be present. That's something that, like, is a big thing. Be present in that environment so that you're able to really encompass it and and, and just dive into it. You know what I mean? So we wish everybody luck that's experiencing their pride for the first time. I'm so excited for you all. My baby queers and allies. And allies. allies, You know, please come out and, like, really support, you know, the the people in your lives. Like, you know more queer people than you think you know, by the way. Yeah. I am not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I felt like it. the only, only one. Yeah. One of these days, it's going to be like a whole slay, yo. And then peeing on the mic, you know what I'm saying? And then being just straight vocals on this thing. No, we're not going to do that to you guys. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't want to hear that That'll for an hour much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And anything else you want to add? No, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that we got a chance to talk about this. I'm grateful that we got a chance to be really gay. You know yes. what I mean? I love being gay with you in the I most like gay with you. Ah, yeah, in like the very normal cousin way, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful that we we have we had the opportunity to come out to our families and come out not necessarily to our families but to ourselves. Yes. In such a safe way. I think coming out to yourself is the best. Like exiting the denial and being oh. completely 100% with yourself is a big deal. Being comfortable in your own skin. So I'm grateful that I'm able to be comfortable in my own skin not only within myself but with you. So yeah. Thank you for providing that space for me and creating Thank that safe space. Thank you for space. providing that space for me. Because I know that there's a lot of shame that surrounds, like, 
all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're Haitian born um, individuals. We're from families who are very religious and right. hold their beliefs in a lot of ways um, that are you know quite on the opposite um, side of what we believe right. and and how we express ourselves and whom and and whom we love and how we identify and mm-hmm. it's just like so it feels very radical at times and, and revolutionary and i am still working on like the you're so unapologetic and i look up <laughs> to you all the time oh, and thanks. i wish i had like like an eighth of like the strength and courage like you display and just like just unapologeticness that you mm-hmm. display like on a day-to-day like it's like your existence is radical in like at its core and i i'm still working on that i need um, it to be like this though yeah. i feel like in any other way i wouldn't be i wouldn't be seen i wouldn't mm-hmm. i think if i were any other way i would drown in in mm-hmm. in everybody else's notions to be honest there's so many uh, great expectations of us mm-hmm. that it's like if i were to not be as i am right now i wouldn't have made it this mm-hmm. far honestly truthfully well, i'm happy you're here i'm happy you're here Truthfully, I feel like that's a big thing. I'm grateful that you're here. Like, you are choosing to be present right now. You're choosing to be yourself at this time. You're choosing to live in this space with me again. And I want to tell everybody else that, too. Like, whomever is struggling through something, this is, like, it's great for us to celebrate. But obviously, we have to remember those who didn't even get a chance to celebrate their individuality right. to celebrate Some the fact can't that come out, they can't yeah. and so for those that are really struggling though we, we are here with you babe mm-hmm. you know what i mean whatever you're going through we're here whatever you feel like you cannot triumph over you can and know that you you have a safe space if you need it mm-hmm. you know what i mean find that person that you trust to let it all out find a way to escape the darkness and we want to see you each and every day your life matters your existence matters we want you to be present with us 100 percent. one of the things that i've always thought about um re-implementing and hopefully maybe do with you um one of these days is uh, my partner and I, um, we, we used to host Thanksgiving with, like, friends, mm-hmm. um, like, especially from, like, the LGBTQIA community yeah. who just couldn't go home mm-hmm. um, around the holidays. And we would just be like, you have a home here. Yeah. So, like, of, like officially, like, you have a parent in me and you have, mm-hmm. a, like, you definitely do. If any listeners, like, if you ever need to reach out for support, like, check out our Instagram page. Yeah, for like, sure, reach, reach out. Reach out to us via email. Like, we respond. DM us. Like, we've, like, we've got you. Yeah. Um, we'll be, we'll be, your, we'll be your accepting parents. Um, exactly. Um, but, you know, that is something that... You know, you just need to sometimes feel like you're not alone, mm-hmm. and sometimes the family that you're born into isn't in the fa- isn't the family who ends up loving you unconditionally. Right, and I it's agree. okay for you to reinvent your 100%. your your, your own family yes. to recreate your own version of that family, mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's right. okay. You are loved and you are wanted here. Um, we want you here. Mm-hmm. We, we need you here. Mm-hmm. And your your presence is so valuable and your identity is seen and we just, just stay. Please. Stay. Yeah. Um, I know like things can be rough, but please stay. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> man, I felt that in my toes. Thank you so much for saying that, Tess. I felt yeah, it. I did too. <laughs> we're like clenching our chest like, we're so emotional all the time but we've i feel like individually we've dealt with a lot but like we see so much yeah. and we want such great things for others so we we generally mean that when we say it. yes well, so, oh my goodness well enjoy i love you enjoy the surprise i love you too <laughs> so this has been the melanated movement podcast with tess and Anne. until next time see you then bye, bye. bye. <laughs>